0: Wow, yes it is. New Year's. Yeah. Happy New Year to you all. And have you has anyone here ever made a New Year's resolution? I mean, come on. I come on, really tell the truth. I have. I've made plenty of them in the past. Do you know the statistics say? Oh, thank you, Ben, you may go. Thank you. They were great today. Let's give these guys a hand. And the singers as well, wherever you are. So statistics say that around about eighty-five percent of people make New Year's resolutions. And here's some of the top ones that of interest. To lose weight. Ever heard of that one? Get fit. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> to, to quit a bad habit. To give up smoking or drinking. To get out of debt. To spend more time with friends and family. To get organized and to change careers. But statistics also say that most people fail within a very short period of time. I mean, I've made so many Uh, New Year's resolutions in the past, about lots of different things. I think I've probably had most of those things before, like at some time. But I start out strong. Like I'm like, oh yes, this is like happening for me. Day two and I'm still at the gym. Yes, yes. This is just so good. But then I, I, you know, as time goes on, I forget the reason that I made that resolution in the first place. And it sort of wears off and it's like, and I remember distinctly a few years back, God was saying to me, he said to me, you don't need a resolution. You need revelation. Oh, Oh, right there. And and I thought, really? Revelation, what do you mean? Because like revelation means something is revealed to you. Revelation, you see, it actually changes you from the inside out. Instead of you trying to change things from the outside in, revelation will change things from the inside out. It is so good. So tonight, I pray that God will give you revelation tonight about what it is that you need to leave behind, what it is that you need to shred. I'm gonna be doing that all day because I'm just loving that movement. Like, yeah, let's shred it, shred it, shred it. So let's pray, let's, gonna, let's pray. Let's just close your eyes, I'm gonna pray. Thank you, Father. I thank you for the privilege of sharing your word tonight. And I thank you, Lord, For each person here, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would go now to their heart and that you would bring revelation to them. Whatever it is that they need to know tonight, Father, I just pray that you make it clear and you make it plain. Lord, your word is powerful. It's sharp. It's living. It's alive. And Lord, I just thank you tonight that you'll be clear and hearts would be open for your word. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Well, in Psalm 65, it says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Whoa, that's, like, that's pretty good. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. So God is good. You see, his love encircles our year like a crown. Have you ever thought about that? The love that he has for us, it encircles our year like a crown. So he crowns the year with his goodness and your paths drip with abundance. You know, the more that we follow the paths of God, the more our lives flourish, the more our souls flourish, the more joy we have in our life. Like, and we discover the purpose that we were created for, which actually brings more joy and fulfillment. That's when we know what we were on put on this planet for. When we know the purpose that we have in Christ, there is so much joy in that. We're fulfilled. It doesn't matter what it is, but we we we're on track. And see, Shredder Sunday, I think of it like you know, this is going to be a powerful day, a powerful night tonight, about shredding the old and stepping into the new. And Isaiah forty three verse eighteen to nineteen, this is in the uh, the Message Bible. It says, "Forget about what's happened." Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. I'm bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the bad lands. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. I don't know whether you've done that, but I've done that a lot in my life. And and I've found that... uh, I haven't always been a Christian. About 16 years ago, I started following God then. In my life, since I became a Christian, I would think of all these things that I've done in the past, all these horrible things. And one of the things that I actually want to talk to you about is words. I've talked about words a bit tonight, but words have power. They have power. Positive words have power, but negative words have power real power, like words that have been spoken over you. I mean, I've had lots of different words spoken over me that I was fat, I was ugly, I was black, all sorts of things, like labels stuck on me. You know, no, you know, And I'm not just talking about once, You know, that I was dumb, that I was a failure. And you might have had some labels, like we all have our own. Believe me, if you're here tonight and you've never had a label on you, I just wanna know where have you been? Have you been hiding in the cupboard somewhere? Because really, really, it's just, it, it's, you know, we live in a world like that where sometimes people haven't, they're not trying to hurt us or anything. You know, when, when I've had some of those labels, it's not like they're even trying to hurt me, they're trying to help me. But really, not helpful. So, yeah. And it might have been, been a parent, it may have been a teacher, it might have been a coach, it could have been a friend, could have been an employer. Could have been an employee. There's so many different ways that you know the words can actually come, but words can paralyze you, they can actually stop you from moving forward. I remember when I wanted to buy my first house, and uh, at that time, interest rates were 16%. I know a long time ago, they're not 16% now, are they? So, you know, be happy about what they are now, like be grateful because really, I wanted to, but I really wanted to, and i really felt that, like, I really want to buy this, but. Honestly, people were saying to me, what, are you crazy? What do you wanna buy a house now for? You're gonna get in all this debt and it's gonna be over, weigh you and it's gonna be way over your head and you're not gonna be able to, to look after it and then you're gonna lose it. Seriously, I hadn't even done it yet. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, like people, well-meaning because they wanna help you. So I, I figured out a long time ago that um, you know, if you really wanna know uh, something in a certain area, you go to somebody who actually knows. So I went, I went and got some advice from someone who was in the house area, not a real estate agent, by the way, but just about like, you know, just about like, not, cause I didn't want that, obviously, a real estate agent would wanna sell me a house, but I'm just saying I got, got some advice from a financial advisor, and I thought, well, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I bought that house, and you know that house, it like doubled in two years. It doubled in value in two years. Now. Those same people that were saying, don't do it because you're gonna get it over your head, you're know, you gonna get in all this debt and then you're gonna lose it and all this sort of stuff and you'll be in so much debt. Two years later, when that happens, they're like going, oh, wasn't that a great idea that I said about you buying the house? I'm thinking like, are you kidding me? What, what? But, But that's what I'm saying. But depending on who the words come from, they can paralyze you. Don't be paralyzed by the words of someone else. Even if they're well-meaning, go to an authority. Go to someone who actually knows the the area, someone that you can trust. All right, now has anyone... um, ever had a bad report before? Like, Because these are some of the things that, I'm just talking about some of the things that we're gonna shred later on. Have you ever had a bad report? It could be a doctor's report. Now hear me, I'm not having to go at doctors. We've got lots of doctors in our church here. Like I believe in medicine and believe in doctors and I believe in like, you know, going along and, and all that sort of thing. But sometimes you get can get a report and there's like, you're like oh my gosh, I, what do I do about that? I was told like um, I'd been following God for two years and I was told that my son needed an operation on his leg. And it was a very involved operation and it was gonna take months, nearly a year to be actually, for him to be able to walk on it again. But they said because he had flat feet, he was gonna have pains in his back. And if I left the operation till he was a late teenager, it was gonna be worse and it was gonna be longer and it was gonna take a longer time to heal. It could be two years. Well, you can imagine the dilemma I was in and I was like, oh my gosh. And of course, my head was saying, oh, I better do it now, we better do it now. It, like, cause for him, like it's better if we do it now than if he gets older and he gets all this pain. But it just wasn't leading me to peace. I didn't feel peace about it. I prayed about it, I didn't get an answer but I didn't feel peace either. So I, I just didn't know what to do. So I was putting it off, I was putting it off. And like, I'd been to a specialist and they were ringing me up saying, look, we want to book him in for this date. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I need to think about it. Oh, the longer you think about it, then we'll have to put it off. I said, well, we'll put it off then because I just, I don't feel peace about it. Anyway, a friend of mine was have like there was someone coming over to her place and it was like a healing meeting. You know, cause do you know that Jesus heals? Yeah, he does. If you don't know that, like, believe me, he heals. So, I I take my sons. Like, we go off to this healing meeting, and people are getting healed. It's like, what? That's what you want happening at a healing meeting? Yes, you do. Yeah. Like, you know, someone had a sore hand and they couldn't even do anything with their thumb, and then all of a sudden, hello, healed. I'm like, whoa! I'm getting into this. This is like good. So I go to the guy. Hey, um, can Jesus put arches? in your feet? And he's like, what? I said, you know, arches in your feet. And he goes, oh, well, Jesus can do anything. And he goes, where is he? And so I get my son to take his shoes off. Serious? Like he's about 11 or 12 years old. I said, take your shoes off. And he got a hold of his foot and he said, in the name of Jesus, in an arch right before my eyes, he got an arch on his foot. I know, what the? I know, you're thinking like, what? I'm not kidding. That is not a joke. He got an arch on his foot and I'm like, oh my gosh. I started bawling my eyes out. I was just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, please do the other foot. Like like. <laughs> I know, I know. Even while that something serious happened, I'm like, please do the other foot because that'll be weird, right? One arch, one no arch. Like, so yeah, he did the other foot, and he just said, "In the name of Jesus, there is power." In the name of Jesus, there is power in His name. And tonight, tonight, I don't know. You know, if you've got a bad report, we can shred that thing. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Whoa. So I know, I know, because. Like, like I said, you know, I believe in doctors and medicine, and doctors are an authority. But guess what? Jesus is the ultimate authority. Yes, he is. I know, that's so good, eh? So, not only that, I, um, when I was praying for this message today, I, I had a picture of this massive sledgehammer. It must be like, you know, bigger than the one Thor's got. Like, but it's just this massive hammer and then I saw it coming down on a rock and just obliterating it. That's the power of the word of God. Because in Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine it says, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. The word of God is a hammer and it's fire. It's a hammer and it's fire. It purifies, it cleans. It burns out anything that doesn't belong there but it's a hammer and it will obliterate any negativity, any harsh words, any labels that people have put on you. Those words that I'm talking about, those negative things, it will smash them. The Word of God and Jesus will do that tonight. So yeah, the Word of God, it destroys labels, negative words that were spoken over you. And the, and the words of pain over your life will no longer hold you back. Like I, a lot of those words that have been spoken over me, they did ha- hold me back a lot. They made me um, lack in confidence. I was pretty quiet. I know it's hard to believe, but I was. I was pretty quiet. I mean, this is the real me, though. This is the natural me. But when I was a teenager, I was very quiet because I'd always got told to shut up. You don't talk until you talk to. You know, like, and not just like my parents. I'm talking about in different places, like, shut up, you talk too much. And so I was like pretty quiet by the time I came to Australia when I was 17 years old. And so I came here, and it was like a new life and a, and a new way, and, but, but on the inside of you, you might be here tonight, and you know you know that words that have been spoken over you have stopped you from doing things. It might be, have stopped you from doing a job that you've always wanted to do. It might have stopped you from doing a sport that you've always wanted to do. It might, might have stopped you from being in a relationship that you've wanted to be in. You know, feelings of, it can produce feelings of insecurity, can produce feelings that you're not worth it, you're not good enough, you're not valuable. I tell you now, you are valuable, you are worthy to God. You have great value to Him. And tonight we're gonna shred those things. Yeah, yeah, getting that shredding thing happening. So so when it comes to words like, if you wanna change your destiny, you need to change your words. So which word is dominant in your life? God's or someone else's? Whenever you hear something that you just think, oh, I don't know, whose word is it? Is it God's word or is it someone else? Because believe me, God can speak to you. He can speak to you and any will tonight. He probably already is. You're already starting to think of things that have been spoken, and it might've been as a child, or it might've been yesterday but it doesn't matter, we're gonna write those things down like a little bit later. Yeah. So the other thing I wanna talk about is conditioning, not the thing you put in your hair, no, 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 no. It's how we think, the mindsets that we have, how we behave in situations. Like, I, I don't know about you, but condi- like I, I've had the condition of like a poverty mindset. See, it was it was a conditioning. Like my mum like came from a large family of 16, like, so there was, I know. So for her, there was never much food to go around. So as my mother, we never wasted any food. You ate every little scrap on your plate. Like nearly lick it clean. Like, you know, nearly don't even have to wash it. You put it back in the cupboard. Nah, no, just kidding. But, 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 but but it, it was a habit. So I would eat everything on my plate, whether I was, even if I was full, because I had to, because you waste Nothing like the shampoo bottles. I'm talking about shampoo and conditioner. Like, you know what? Like it'll get down to a little bit, and what you do is you put hot water in it and you like jiggle it around because you get it all out, you use every little scrap. Tomato sauce, you, you put that under the hot water as well, and you jiggle around the sides, yeah, and then you get more tomato sauce. Like it's sort of like a little bit like red water, but. You don't waste anything. So that's it, I was brought up like that. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's, you know it's good to be diligent and a good steward with everything that you have. But there's a difference between being a good steward with everything you have, and then having a mindset that there's not enough, and that's what I had. Because even when I left home, I still did the same thing. There was never enough. It would not never have mattered how much money I made, believe me, and I actually earned quite good money. I had that mindset. I don't, like there's, there's millionaires right now, just because they're rich doesn't mean that they don't have a poverty mindset. Do you understand? It's got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with your mindset. So when I came, uh, like started following God and started to learn the principles of finance that Jesus, I mean, his, like throughout his word, throughout the Bible, he talks about, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health. Even as your soul prospers. he wants us to prosper. Right, yes. Jesus came so that we have a life in abundance to the full and overflowing. These are all, all things, you know. He, the hand of the diligent shall be made rich. Like there are so many scriptures, and I had to do a study on those. You know, given it will be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. All those scriptures, I started to get them on the inside of me. I started to, to think, come on, I need to get rid of of this poverty mindset. And that's how I did it, with the Word of God, that obliterates, that it's like a hammer, it's like a fire and a hammer, boom, gets rid of that. So tonight, you might be sitting and thinking like, wow, there's still some things I do. And it's conditioning. You get conditioned to do it, and you do it automatically, you don't even think about it. You know, until I um, actually started having a good think about it, I still did those same things with the toothpaste, like squeeze every little drop, and then, then you roll it up and you squeeze them more, and then actually you can cut it open and get that very last bit out. I know, shocking, isn't it? But until I started to realize that Jesus loved me and He loves you, and He wants me to have a life of abundance. He is a God of more than enough. He is a God of exceedingly abundantly. More than you could ask or even think. He's a good God. So, conditioning. So, you know, God is our provider. And He wants you to have an abundant life. It might be credit card debt. And man, I've been there. I had $16,000 at one time. I mean, way back, $16,000 credit card debt. I used to use one credit card to pay the other credit card. But then what I did, I thought, you know what? I'll do the smart thing and I'll get a personal loan because it's a lower um, rate, you know, interest rate. And I paid out the 16 grand and then, you know, I had the loan and then I put 16 more thousand dollars on the credit card. No, I know. Isn't that shocking? But do you know I've been healed of that? Thank goodness. But... But you might be sitting here, and it's a real, real, don't be a slave to credit card debt. Credit card debt keeps you in bondage. It, it stops you from doing things that you want to do. It's, it, can, it can stop you from going on holidays. It can stop you from buying gifts for someone. It, there's so many things. Don't, tonight we're going to shred that. Shred that thing. Work out a way. You know, you can shred it, but you actually need to do something practically to get out of it. And we've got a money management course that we do here, like the Gentles. Actually, stand up, Kate and Michael, gentle here. They have a money management course, which will be starting in February, probably. Yep. But when it is, like, is, we we'll get it out to you. And there, it'll teach you how to manage your money and actually help you even if you have debt. So there is a way. There's always a way with God. He, he makes a way where there is no way. Or you might have some bad habits, like addictions. You know, we crave for things. We can crave for things and then become addicted to them, but they can destroy our lives. You know, whether it's drugs or pornography or junk food or KFC. Oh, that's junk food, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Dan was talking about that this morning, about how he's going to eat that less this year. I'm thinking like, don't eat it at all. No, 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 no junk food. But you know, we can crave for things and then we get addicted. We crave, we get addicted. We crave, we get addicted. And then what happens when we're addicted? It's so hard. It can be so hard to get rid of. But i am got to tell you, one word from Jesus will set you free. Tonight. If that's, if that's that, I want, you know, when we get to it, you can write some of those things down. So thoughts and mindsets, it could be negativity, it could be fear. Katie, tonight, she talked about how she had a fear of the ocean. I'm glad she went because she would be shredding that tonight, right? But, but that's what I mean, we have, there could be lots of fears about different things in your life. It could be the fear of starting your own business. It could be the fear of spending money. It could be the fear of going overseas. It could be, there's so many things that people have fear about. So if, that, if those things are hitting you, keep them in your mind, we're gonna start writing them down very soon, very, very soon. So if I can have the band up, actually. So, <laughs> so like, to lose the conditioning of your past, you know, you gotta think, what are the things from your past that have been conditioning you? Is it that, you know, I'll never trust somebody? Is it that I'll, I'll never forgive someone? Honestly, forgiveness is a gift for you. Forgiveness, like like a friend of mine got bitten by a snake uh, and like she was sick for 18 months. Oh my gosh. Now, you know, the snake only bit her once and then it slithered off because it's not actually the actual bite. It's the venom from the snake running around in her bloodstream. Unforgiveness is the same kind of thing. Somebody hurts you, right? You, you get hurt, and they walk away. It's not, you know, they've gone now. It's not that first initial hurt. It's the unforgiveness that runs around in your body, like venom, like venom that eventually just it just kills you on the inside. So, release them honestly. Unforgiveness is like that, you know. Don't don't like it's like that snake bite. But Max Licardo, he said forgiveness is unlocking the door to let someone free and then realizing that you were the prisoner. You get that? Forgiveness is unlocking the door to let someone free and then realizing that you were the prisoner. Don't be the prisoner. Let the person free. And like we're gonna, when we write some, we're gonna actually write down some names of people that you may need to forgive, like or whatever it is we're going to do that right now what we're going to do we are going to do the shred moment so we've got the guys like bring on up the shredders they're going to start setting them up so you know what these shredders just in case you're thinking they actually didn't come from heaven <laughs> they're just normal shredders they're just ordinary shredders. I mean, you know, I think we even borrowed. Did we borrow some as well? And we've, yeah, we even borrowed some. Like, oh, we borrowed Sharon Dimon shredder. Like, oh, whoa, I'm going to that one. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. We, they're just ordinary shredders. But do you know what? They might be ordinary shredders, but we are expecting extraordinary things, supernatural things, to happen when we put our stuff through the shredder. So I want you to get your pieces of paper out. You got your piece of paper? There should have been one on your seat. Raise your hand if you don't have a piece of paper and you need one, and someone's gonna come and give you a piece. Is there someone handing out the pieces of paper? Yeah, some people didn't get them. Yeah, yeah. Good. Has everyone got their piece of paper? So I want you to write down those things that we talked about. Words that may have been spoken over to you. Negative words may have been spoken whatever it is, like, you know, whether it's you're fat, you're ugly, whatever, you know, I'm just using the words that were spoken over me. But what was spoken over you, the conditioning things, you might have a poverty mindset like I did, or you might have some other thoughts that have held you back. You might have a fear of failure. We want you to write that down as well. If you need to forgive someone, write their actual name down. Okay, while you're doing that, how are you going? You need some more clues? I I don't know. I I did mine this morning. I had a whole page. Easy. I ran out of time to write the rest, so I did it. You know, I'll probably go home and write some more. Can I borrow your shredder, Sharon? No, no, no. (laughs) But anyway, no, no. This is our moment. This is our moment. This is why this is important. Ordinary shredders, supernatural God. Ordinary shredders, supernatural God. So have we we written, we got our stuff written now? We're good? Okay, I want you to all stand up. Stand up and I want you to hold up your pieces of paper because we're going to pray and believe. Thank you, Father. As we hold up our pieces of paper, Lord, with all our things on them that we need to get rid of, that we need to shred, that we're going to leave behind, that are going to be in the past, that we're going to break in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray. Breakthrough. I pray for freedom. I pray that you would set things loose right now, that there would be healing taking place right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for freedom in all areas, restorations of relationships, marriages, flourishing. Jesus' name, forgiveness, forgiveness, all those things. Now, what I want you to do is just this. We've got three three shredders. I can't even say it now. Three shredders. Come on down. Go to any one of them. If you're that side, go that one, or that might work. so, so good. Oh my gosh. I feel freedom in this place. Come on, believe it. The Word of God says only believe, only believe. So let's pray. Thank you, Father, for what you've done in this place. Thank you, Father, for setting us free from words that have been spoken negatively over us, Lord. We break them in the power of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for health, we thank you, Lord, for wholeness. We thank you, Lord, for restoration and marriages. We thank you, Lord, for restoration and finances. We pray, Father, and we thank you, Lord, for debt cancellation in the name of Jesus that we would owe no man anything in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we lift up your mighty and powerful name. We glorify you. We love you. We give it up for you. Let's give it up for Jesus. Jesus' praise His name.